I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Yeah, well, I'm John, and this is John Helps You Write Better, so yeah, fine, okay, let's go write better, I guess. I don't know where you were this weekend. I don't know what you were into, what was going on, what you were paying attention to, but while the world had, like, a ton of stuff happening, all legit, some of it very amusing, some of it very intense... There were, in some pockets of social media, completely other things happening. Like, absolutely the strangest sensation of, the rest of the world's over here dealing with this shit. Yet there are still some chuckle fucks on social media having an absolutely different experience. Like, they are completely 1,000 million percent disconnected from everything else going on over here. Like, they just live in their own little bubble. And it doesn't matter, like, the rest of the world could be on fire, it is on fire. The rest of the world could be falling into chaos and shock, it is falling into chaos and shock. And these fuck sticks are over here just gonna tell you, like, this is peak life for them, and then they're gonna, they're gonna just be them doing them in this little bubble over here on the right. I can't stand when that happens. I absolutely cannot stand when that happens. Because nine times out of ten, over here on the left, where, oh man, the whole world is paying attention, you get, you know, normal people doing normal people things, thinking normal people stuff, reacting to normal people things in a normal person way. You get the rest of the planet Earth. But over here, on the right... Just, just over here, in this little bubble, you get some people who think that the be-all and end-all is what they're saying on social media. Not just like, of the moment, but like, ever. And it doesn't matter what's happening on the left to the planet. It doesn't matter what's happening to the left and the civilization or society or whatever. They have advice to give you. They have statements to make. They have a soapbox to stand on. They know best. I can't stand it. I, I really can't. It irritates me in like a, like a, like an under the skin kind of itch sort of way. Like you just, you can never squirm enough. You can never twist enough. You can never bend enough to really find comfort. You just you just have to uh, rotate your shoulders and maybe your back and then your hips. And you can't really get comfortable so much as you just sort of have to find a position where you can tolerate it. Absolutely bugs the hell out of me every time it pops up. Because it, it isn't a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It isn't a, you know, a, oh, once in a blue moon, here you are, fancy meeting you. I guess you're on a soapbox today. No, it's a pretty regular thing. And... I never know what to say, and usually uh, I get people around me who tell me, oh, John, don't engage. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Come over here to the left where all the rest of the world is and just focus here 
Get your shit done. Do what you got to do. Leave them over there on the right in their little bubbles. Just, just don't, don't, don't throw meat into the lion's cage. Just, just come over here and, and, and relax. Well, I hate to tell you this. I have not only thrown meat into the lion's den, I am now about to slather myself in barbecue sauce and jump fully into that right, to the, to the, to the lion's den over there. Okay. Because they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong and they're they're harming people's creativity and they're 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 bad stupid fucking people and and we need to we need to talk about this because i don't see anybody else talking about it because oh my god no writing advice those people they're experts they're not fucking experts i'm not a fucking expert there are no fucking experts it's art we are artists we make things we're good at what we do and we're good at what works for us. We are not universal distributors of hyper-compact, super-mega knowledge. This is what we will discuss today. There's a whole spate of people out there who will tell you that there is one way, just one, one way with a stack of things to do all about what you need to do in order to get published. You have to write this kind of sentence. You have to write this many of this kind of sentence. You have to organize them this way. You have to say these things. You have to include these words in this order. You have to do this because if you don't, then you're bad and wrong. In these very black and white, these very binary, these very unyielding, these very specific terms. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's just fucking wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it's not the specific words. It's not the specific order of the specific words. It's the idea the words conjure. So if we can find any arrangement of any words that also conjure the same idea, you're accomplishing the same goal. You're just doing it in a different way. All writing advice operates like this. When somebody tells you, hey, you know, you need to show not tell, they're not just saying, well, you can't use this certain verb or you can't frame a sentence with this, you know, pronoun or preposition up front. They're, they're not just saying sentences need to look a certain way. What they're needing, what they're suggesting, what they're asking, what they're requesting, what they're wanting from you is a sentence that feels engaging as though you, the reader, were standing right next to the event that's happening and it feels very immediate, very urgent, very, very descriptive, as opposed to somebody telling a child something during story time. And writing advice extends beyond that. Oh, query letters need to look like this. Query letters need to include these buzzwords. Query letters need to, you know, mention the character and the plot in that order. No variation. It always needs to include this. You need to make sure you include this hashtag. Yes, no, binary, black, white, straightforward, always this, never that, over and over and over again. But there's some writing advice they never mention. There's some writing advice they don't want to give. And it's strange because these people will give you writing advice at the drop of a hat about anything. Oh, you they have feelings about hyphens. They have feelings about the word if. They have feelings about the word pinochle. But there's some writing advice they won't touch. And I wonder why that is. I really do. 
So let me give you some untouchable writing advice. Some of the stuff that we're just not supposed to mention because it should be mentioned. Because you, the listener, you, the creator, you, the artist, need to know these things as much as you should know. You know, this is the arena of publishing. This is how self-publishing works. This is how, you know, a flashback works. You should know those things just as well as you should know this other stuff. Either we talk about all kinds of writing advice, and we aim it at all different kinds of writers with all different kinds of experience, or we don't. You don't get to give writing advice in such a way as to exclude other people. It's supposed to be, anybody can fucking do this. It's supposed to be, anybody can go from wherever they are to improved. Period. Not just the white ladies, not just the rich, not just the, I don't know, people whose names start with a consonant, not just people over the age of 30, not just people under the age of 50. Any human being should be able to do this. But in order for that to be true, in order for that to be a thing, what we're really looking at, what we're really talking about, is some writing advice that they don't bring up because it's hard, because it's uncomfortable, because it's messy. That's what I want to cover. These are things that might cause a stir, hence the barbecue sauce in the lion's den. But it's worth knowing and it's worth talking about because these are the sorts of things as fiery, as incendiary, as pearl-clutchingly shocking as they might be, you need to know. So let's get started. First thing, not everyone is going to get published. Period. Not everyone is going to get published. A lot of people, the vast majority of people, will quit. They will quit somewhere in the drafting stage, most likely, or they will quit just after drafting in the face of rejection. They will quit because it's too much. It's too taking too long. It's too hard. They're not seeing a positive result fast enough. They're not liking the results they're getting. They're not getting enough good things compared to a number of bad things. But those, that number might just be zero and one. They're just not getting swarmed with hyper-positivity. They're not getting swarmed with money. They'll quit. They won't finish. They won't finish a draft more than likely. And they won't finish a first draft most likely. Not everyone finishes. So if you're out there and you're wondering, well, how do I stand out from all these people? Just know that you're really not standing out from everybody. You're standing out from the people who finish, which is already a group of people specific and isolated or accepted from the general population of writers who quit. Let's do another. Not every story should be published. Oh boy, we've really jumped into the piranha, the piranha tank now, haven't we? Not every story should be published does not mean that there are wrong thing, group think issues. It's that not every story as the writer imagines it is publishable. Because it's incomplete. Because it's misaligned. Because to them it makes sense in a certain way, but they're not translating the full extent of what they have. They're only picking and choosing four things, but they need six things in order to complete it. It's sort of like if I have a if I have a, a beef stew recipe for dinner, but I omit 
three ingredients out of the six, I can't really call it beef stew and it won't come together and suddenly be beef stew. If you're writing a fantasy novel, uh, like a high fantasy novel, a typical medieval quest fantasy novel, and you omit, oh, I don't know, half the damn quest, it's not really a quest novel. If you write a murder mystery where there's no murder and no mystery, it's not a murder mystery. Some stories should not be published because the writer, more or less, has not thought them all the way through. And while that story might appeal to them in one certain presentation, in one certain way, they have not continued to do the due diligence. They have not continued to think it through in a way to make it interesting to anyone else. Next piece of advice. You, out there, writing whatever you're writing, planning on writing whatever you're writing, you're not going to get rich. You're not. The game is rigged. The whole system is rigged. This is not the path to million-dollar advances and adaptations on streaming services anymore. It's just not. It used to be. Had you started 10, 20, 30 years ago, you probably could have still gotten a little bit rich. 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, absolutely sure. But now, no, you're not going to get rich. And using that dream, using that idea that one day I'm going to write a fantasy novel that's going to get turned into a Netflix show is going to kill you. It's going to bum you out. It's going to burn you out. Because it is an unreasonable dream. You're aiming too far. Hey, Icarus, what's that up ahead? That's the sun. You're going the wrong way. It's nice to have goals. It's good to have goals. But you have to have a goal that motivates you and encourages you, not just motivates you. It's easy to have a goal that motivates you. Oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into Captain America Marvel movie shape. Great. When you find out how, how many you know, chicken breasts and pieces of broccoli that is, when you find out how many hours that is in the gym, you still want to do it. Now, if you do, cool, great, good for you. But most people don't because it's that lifestyle, those activities to the exclusion and detriment of nearly anything else. When you have this writing goal that's just this big lofty thing, oh, I'm going to make a billion dollars as a writer or I'm going to make a hundred million dollars by the time I'm 60 and you're, I don't know, 30 at the time you're saying this. Um, it's, it's impractical. And then you're going to end up feeling like a failure. And then you're going to end up feeling like you wasted all this time because you didn't get the goal you wanted. You're not going to get rich. Don't do this for the money. Do this because you want to put art into the world. Do this because you have a thing to say. Which leads us to our next piece of advice. Too many people get interested in making a thing instead of saying a thing. And then they never develop the skills or ability to really say anything. Here's what this means. You can tell a story. Here's the story of um, a fantasy wizard who learns a new spell. Here's the story of uh, a high school that's staffed entirely by uh, movie monsters from B-movies. Here's a story about uh, four astronauts who encounter yeast aliens. 
anybody can tell a story. We tell stories all the time. Here's the story of my day. Here's the fantasy story. Here's the story of what's happening in the video game. Whatever. You can, you can tell a story. But not enough people are being taught how or how important it is to say something in their story. Too many people will hear that and go, Oh, you mean to go political. Um, maybe, if you're telling a political thing. And this isn't just about theme. Although that is the wrapper we package it in to make it more digestible, to make it more of a buzzword, to make it more of this notional concept that you can define. But what we're talking about is you have to move a human being with your story. You have to give a shit. You have to make it connect with them beyond the imaginative idea that here are some astronauts and they meet some aliens. Or here is a wizard and here is a new spell. That's just imagination. That's just you making some shit up. What I'm talking about is you've got to connect to another human being. You've got to connect to a reader. And if you think your imagination alone is just going to do it, I hate to tell you this, nobody's going to give shit about your imagination once they're done reading. It's disposable, it's forgettable, it's popcorn, it's fluff, it fades away. What you need, what you're looking for, what you're aiming to do is find a way to take your imagination, take your creative elements, and use it to hit emotional notes in such a way as to make somebody go, holy shit, I care about these astronauts. Holy shit, I see myself as your main character in that horror movie high school. I see myself. I see my life reflected. I see a challenge I have. I see a problem I have. This story matters to me. It's not just something I'm going to forget in 10 minutes when I'm done. It's not just something I'm going to put down because, oh, whatever, it's safe and tame. You got to move somebody. And not enough of these people over here in these little writing advice spheres fucking talk about it. It's atrocious that they don't talk about it because it's the whole point. You got to say something. That doesn't mean you have to artificially inflate or create some massively complicated thing so that your character can quip or that so you can deliver one scathing sentence. It means you have to connect to a human being, which means you need to give a shit about another human being, which means you need to stop and look at how human beings connect and what human beings are about. You are an artist. You are a mouthpiece and a vessel for human experience. And you can't be scared off by that. You can't be tormented by that. You can't be ignorant of that. And too many people writing, I don't know how many different, you know, versions of the same story with the serial numbers filed off, never, ever grasp this. Say something. I got so loud there, I scared the cats that come to immediately sit on me to, because I was freaking out. Last one. Not enough writers are actively curious. Writers are curious. They will fall down a research hole so that you know as a reader they totally looked up every last jot and tittle of a legal code or the right name of the right piece of equipment or the math in their science fiction book works out or whatever it might be. They will Google shit like it should be their living. They will Google shit as if, you know, every professor or teacher they ever had will suddenly appear from the afterlife to grade them collectively on their goodness as a person. They will do research. They'll be curious for the sake of their story. But they're not actively curious for the sake of their craft. They won't ask many questions. 
They'll ask the bare minimum number of things relative to get them published. They'll ask the bare minimum number of things to make sure that they're allowed or that they're permitted or that it's okay for them to do a thing. But they won't sit down and ask questions. They won't go to chats. They won't sign up for newsletters. I don't just mean mine. I mean anything. You get somebody giving away content for free. You get somebody giving away the whole candy store for free. And it won't fucking matter. Because these people are curious to the extent that it will assist them. And ignorant and oblivious beyond that point. They don't realize that you could roll up and ask... Hey, I'm trying to get better as a writer. Here's a paragraph of my writing. What can I do? We'll give them more tools than just going, gosh, when I when I write my pitch, should I mention the villain name? Like, it's sort of the right question. We're kind of on the verge of getting somewhere. But you need to be more actively curious. You need to be asking of things beyond just this paragraph or beyond just this chapter or broad writing advice at all. If that's where we have to start, that's where we have to start, but we can't stay there forever. You must pursue growth in your craft. It's the only way you will improve. It It's education, yes, but it's not just, here's how you use a semicolon, here's how you write this kind of scene. It's bigger than that. It's broader than that. It's understanding the mechanics underneath. It's understanding that what a beat looks like. It's about understanding how a human being sounds. It's about being able to write a certain kind of scene to induce a certain kind of motivation or draw and evoke a certain kind of response. You have to ask way more things than you're probably thinking you should be asking. You should be drowning with questions and desperate for answers. And everybody's like, oh, well, I'll just read a book. I'll just give me a book list. I'll, I'll read these books. And that's fine because some of the books have some answers sometimes in some cases. But you need to go seek out answers. You need to go ask questions. You need to go be open to other people giving you experience and answers. These are the pieces of writing advice that don't get mentioned. These are the reasons. We don't talk about these things because they're shocking, because they're uncomfortable, because they're broad, because they're abstract, because they're beyond something easily definable. When I talk about, oh, you have to say something, it's really hard to put that into a cutesy Twitter thread so that somebody can use a bunch of shit, uh, Shit's Creek gifs and suddenly illustrate their point. It's really hard for a white lady to appropriate African-American vernacular English to get the idea of, hey, you need to fundamentally ask more questions in order to not just try and shill her $6,000 piece of bullshit. This is the writing advice that goes unspoken. And now I'm speaking it. So let's see what happens with this. Who knows? Give it some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.